Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Well, I am led to believe that Mike Zimmer absolutely is in the camp of I want Everson Griffin back. Teammates have reached out to Everson saying, please mm-hmm. take the restructured offer. We want you back this year. Yeah. I will say, too. You look at it, I mean, Daniil Hunter can be really good on that other side, the Everson Griffin side. They really like Stephen Weatherly. In fact, they have interest. This has come up already with Weatherly's new agent about extending him. Yeah. Now, no deal is close. In fact, I'm not even quite sure at this point that a deal will get done, but there is legitimate interest from the Viking side in extending Weatherly. Now, you need some depth probably behind those two guys. But I'm just saying, you got guys, right? So why not? But you're right. At this point, who are you freeing up the money for? By the way, I just got an update on Nick Easton. Oh, okay. You ready for this? Live update on Nick Easton. I don't know where, but he is on a visit right now. Oh. And the Vikings, as of, well, five minutes ago, three minutes ago, two minutes ago, have not made him an offer. Now, there's legit interest. The Vikings would like to retain Nick Easton. Scoop, scoop. But as of right now, they've not made him an offer. So maybe that falls in line with, okay, we need to free up a little bit more money. We need to get some resolution on Griffin. And this person won't tell me where. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Guess what? We got a location? Here done. It is. This is Everson it, right? Griffin. Something is done. Oh. Text message says done. Well, done what? Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> this is me multitasking on yeah, the air. Okay, do what you got to do. I am told done. So now I'm texting back, done, question mark, still here, question mark. He's still here. So I'm led to believe that Everson Griffin has accepted the Vikings' offer of a restructure. Was that the score north equivalent of Adam Schefter taking a call on Sports Center with Alex with Scott Van Pelt? Doogie in the house. house. There were two scoops at once. I didn't know that. There was well, the, the Griffin scoop? and the Easton scoop. Yeah. Yes, that, that's the Viking Schefter right there. I'm so happy for, like, like Everson Griffin's back, and we're going to talk about it on Mackie and Joe with Rami. But I'm so happy for our teammate, Darren Doogie Wilson from 5 Eyewitness News, breaking that bleep on live radio today. Well on done. Score North Live with Matthew Collins. Well done, Doogie. Yeah. Dog for determination. Dudes, man. Like, he's always coming in here with nuggets and with inside information. But I think that's the first time that, like, while on a microphone. Yeah. Adam Schefter style, like yeah. you guys said, that he has had uh, that kind of a scoop. That's a nice, and that's a nice him, scoop. Yeah. That's a very nice scoop. Uh, welcome back, Judd. It's good to be back. Yesterday must have been really bad if that couldn't have been your Michael Jordan flu game during free agency week. 
Uh, you you know, got a lot of crap around the office yesterday for not grinding out a Michael Jordan 38-point performance. Know, I thought about it, and I was going to come in, and two things occurred in the morning. One is I got uh, I got up. Safe for radio? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's, it's the <laughs> flu, like the achy flu, and my stomach hurts, but it's not the stomach flu. And so I got up in the morning, and I'm like, I'm going to try and take a shower and go to work. And then I sort of got dizzy, and I'm like, that's, that's not good. But the second thing is, 10 years ago, I would have come in for sure. But I thought, you know, I'm going to go in there. I'm probably contagious still. And I'm going to make three people sick. You might still be contagious, actually. And that's I, what I said today, yeah. I think I was more contagious on Tuesday. Which when, that's when how I came in. me. When I came in. I exposed you th- two days, yeah, ago, days but, ago. Yeah, But I didn't feel that much good. further along than you think. You're going to be off. You're going anyway, to feel awful by tomorrow. Anyway, once I was officially sick, I'm like, I'm sick. I shouldn't do, do this. Because I did. I was very tempted. But then, but then the saving grace was I didn't realize that the legal tampering period now means that the actual start of free agency it's pretty damn slow. Yeah, it's it's it's. I I would have thought otherwise. I would have thought, okay, the first couple of days are going to be like the first two rounds of a boxing match. You've got you know a couple jabs here and there, mostly setting up for later in the week. No, and instead it, there was no visits. Have there been any visits? I don't think for no the whole, one's visiting. Bridgewater went to Miami. Okay, so Bridgewater did a few. Right. Yep. but there's a few. He's been to Miami. Like, but I think you. Miami. I think what you said on Monday and is Nick right. Nick Easton is visiting. We just found That's out true. Nick yeah. Easton is visiting. But we don't know who, right? Right. But I think your observation, Phil, on Monday was exactly right, and that is now these deals are just being agreed to and being put out there. Yeah. Which no I need for a wine and dine. I anymore. wonder if the league is going to now go back and say the legal tampering period does not mean that we want these deals announced essentially. And try and put the genie back in the bottle a little bit? I don't know. I think this has been great for the league. It has been, but but what if you could have things and speculation being arranged on Monday and Tuesday, and then more of it officially released So what, you say to all the players, hey, we need you to visit at least two teams I don't know. before anything is announced? I just, go tease a couple teams yeah, first, and exactly. then yeah. yeah, go on a couple dates. I just, I didn't... Go out with Han, Hannah G and, uh, Hannah, and Kaylin. Hannah, yeah. Hannah G, by the way, boring. Uh, which I saw a I saw some things about her, including a video she did on Twitter. She can and, rap, though. and she's going to be yeah. That rap was awful. <laughs> well, Hannah, that, Hannah Hannah B is the new Bachelorette. Okay. Oh, I'm the, sorry. The then Southern. She's uh, the boring. Yeah, one. she can't. I've form heard a really bad things about her, and that this is going to be a complete <laughs> bust. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. You can shine a flashlight through her ears. Yeah, and it'll go, come out on the other side. <laughs> the anyway, I'm not I'm high on this. We're already talking Bachelor. <laughs> well, it ties to football. What else do we Does have to talk t- about, Jonathan? Well, uh, how about Ever this tie-in? Griffin? How about this tie-in? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, Rick, Rick, Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer handed Everson Griffin a rose today <laughs> in the form of a restructure. You're going too far. So what are the details? So we've seen multiple reports now. It sounds like they saved $4 million to the cap. Yeah, three-something, yeah. Which leaves them with four, three to $4 million it, it leaves them of with cap four, room, right? $14 instead of... Uh, no, I actually, I was on Spotrack just before we came on the air, and they haven't updated it yet with the uh, Everson Griffin contract. But they had him, even though his base salary, let me just uh, get it up and make sure I have this right. Even though his base salary is 10.9 easy there, Judd, uh, his cap hit this year was going to be $11.7 million. Um, and we're hearing now that the cap hit will be about $8 million. So they saved close to $4 million in restructuring with Griffin today. And uh, before that, they had about $3 million in cap space. So yeah. they're in the $7 million range right now. So, uh, I, all right. Just 
on three, everyone on three, one, two, three, and and you're going to say yes or no, this was a good move by the Vikings, and then we'll flush this out. Jonathan, two. So I'm going to go one, two, three, and then on on the fourth beat, where the fourth beat would be, you say yes if you think it's a good move by the Vikings, or no if you think it's a bad move. Okay, got it. You ready, Jonathan? Yep. Okay. One, two, three. No. Yes. Ooh, interesting. Wow. <laughs> was it half and Interesting. Half? Okay. I didn't hear Jonathan. No. Was he? okay. Jonathan was a no. no. Okay. So okay. you're the only one saying yes. So I'm, I'm lone wolf on this okay. one. All right. So, uh, and we were just talking with Kyler during the break, and I, I am not dismissing the need for offense here. And, and you can look up and down the league's recent history. If you can't throw the football, as we were talking about with Kyler during the commercial break, it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. And yeah, people are going to point to, well, but like the Ravens in 2000 or the, well, what about the Bears that made it to the Super Bowl that one year with, uh, with what's his name? Rex Grossman, right? Well, there's outliers you can point to, but the way to the Super Bowl is to throw the football. And so there is definitely a logical case to be made for loading up on offense, offensive line, weapons, et cetera, and, and moving forward with as much insulation around Kirk Cousins as possible. All right. So I, Totally hear that side of the argument. But the way your team is set up, you're so far down this road right now of Mike Zimmer, defensive-minded head coach. He's built this wonderful defensive system that two years ago paid off in the number one defense in the NFL in the regular season. Mm -hmm. And he wants to go to war with his guys, with Anthony Barr, with Everson Griffin, and Linval Joseph, and all all the guys that he has built this thing with the last three years or so. I'm okay with it because you've committed to this path and to go away from this path, I think, would require almost almost bringing in a new head coach. I, I think like, you've committed to the defensive path here so much that bringing back Everson Griffin and Anthony Barr, it makes sense in this instance. And let me give you a few nuggets here before you guys tell me I'm a moron, because I get it's one against three here. Can I tell you now and later? You can, okay, yes. Okay, you're a moron. Okay, go that's ahead. fine. That's yep. fine. Yeah. That's fine. So Everson Griffin is 31 years old. For a lot of positions in the NFL, skill positions, running back, wide receiver, you'd say zero chance I'm paying top, what is he going to make now still, even with the restructure? He's one of the top six or seven highest paid players on the team, even with the restructure. And he's 31 years old. But top end pass rushers, would we agree that he is a top end pass rusher? I know last year was wonky for him, but he's been a top end pass rusher. I don't know that rusher. for sure. No, he has been. He has been. Before last year, yes. We can all agree on that. Yep, before. Yeah. And top end pass rushers... I mean, there's Hall of Fame guys, and he's not a Hall of Fame guy. The Hall of Fame guys will sometimes... Reggie White was 37 in Green Bay. Michael Strahan's peak was 31, 32, 33. Julius Peppers is like 38. Two years ago, that guy had 15 sacks. Julius Peppers. Chris Dolman came back to the Vikings when he was in his late 30s. So if you think he's a top-end pass rusher, don't be worried about his age, is what I'm saying. There's other reasons to... like Age should not be the number one reason why you would be disappointed with the Everson Griffin resigning. So I hear it. Yes, the Vikings have to find a way to throw the ball. They have to find a way to be better offensively. But based on who their coach is and based on what he's built the last few years, I'm not going to die on this hill to say this is a dumb move by the Vikings. I'm also not going to go out of my way and say, brilliant decision. Follow this up now by putting all your chips in the draft on offense. Draft an offensive lineman in the first round a skill position player in the second round, another offensive. Like, you need to go all in on offense now in the draft for me to be okay with this. That's my stance. Tell me I'm an idiot. 
I wouldn't say you're an idiot. And I was I was in on bringing Everson Griffin back on on some sort of restructure, but I, eight million is just a little bit pricey for me. And it's millions of dollars, but in the NFL world, we're on some level splitting hairs here. I was thinking in the in the four to six million dollar range, somewhere around five million dollars would have been fair for Everson Griffin. And like I said, the move that they did today put him in the in the neighborhood of seven million dollars worth of cap space. But at least four million of that is is going to go to paying your draft picks. So really, you have about three million dollars of cap space that you can use in free agency and to add to your roster right now. And I don't, that's maybe one guy. That's maybe a kicker. I just don't think you freed up enough money to do what you needed to yeah, do. Don't underestimate the Vikings' need there. By the way, that is <laughs> and your draft picks <laughs> take up what three or four? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. the draft, it's yeah, between three and and four million dollars yeah. of of your seven million dollars you have in cap space right now is going to go to your draft picks. I don't know if you're freeing up this money to go out and add add players to your roster. I don't I don't know what you really just did for yourself by. Freeing up three million dollars to spend in free agency—that well, doesn't do a whole lot for me. You've, and there may be more. There may be well, more. There may be more pieces to this puzzle. Maybe Trey Waynes or Xavier Rhodes. Maybe they're talking about something like that. But if this is it, if this is how they're going to free up money, and there aren't more moves on the way, if it's Waynes or Rhodes or Rudolph sure. or whatever the case might be, I don't know what this just accomplished. I think well, saving I, a few million. I think we have to assume that eight million dollars. It was either eight million dollars or he gone. Right. Oh, okay. Assuming that Griffin and his agent drew a line in the sand, so it wasn't like they had the option for five and the Vikings chose eight. I think we have to assume, hey, you want to take a, a slight pay cut, uh, or my client will take a slight pay cut, or he's gone. And and Mike Zimmer and I'm going to assume Mike Zimmer and to a lesser extent Rick Spielman said, we're so far down this defensive path right now, and we've we've been building this thing in this system with a lot of these same guys for this long. And it's not like they're all 38. You know, they're all reasonably within their prime years or maybe just on the edge of their prime years. And they said, let's let's commit to this one more time. Let's bring the band back together and see if this defense can get back to where it was a couple of years ago. I understand the logic that, is what I'm saying. That bothers me, though, because it puts way too much on, on Kubiak and Cousins. And, and after a year, if they had called me and said, okay, Jed, what, what do you think? After a year of Cousins, I would have said... It's not what you thought, and you know that. And that, therefore, that side of the football has to be addressed. This also, it's a little bit frustrating to watch play out because I feel like the like what I like so much about the GM coach structure is is failing here right now, which is you got to sit Mike down and say, Mike, you're going to lose some players on defense. You're just going to. Now tell me who you absolutely have to keep. And, and by the way, we're not going to find out that Barr has an offer from the Jets and then try and play catch-up at that point in time. If you want Barr, we will do everything in our power to keep Barr. But we can't keep them all. And, so, it, and at this point in time, Mike, a, a year after I strongly sensed that Zim was not was not exactly happy, and he might have been right, by the way, that they went out and signed a quarterback to a three-year guaranteed $84 million contract, I sense now that this is... Zimmer coming back and saying, I get all my guys back. I don't think that that is the right structure either. So I, as, as you go through the list of names here, like I, I can almost guarantee, this is not sourced information, I can almost guarantee this was the conversation. Sheldon Richardson, gone. Key piece to your defense last year. Anderson Dejo, gone. Also, you know he's not Harrison Smith, but he's been a key piece to your defense the last couple of years. He had been, but not last year. But, but, in, but put yourself in Mike Zimmer's mind. Yep. Like Mike but, Zimmer's thinking, these are my guys, these are my guys. But I'll play guys. Rick. You play Mike. Okay. So Mike Zimmer's saying Sheldon Richardson gone. Yep. Anderson Dejo gone. Yep. 
Anthony Barr apparently gone. We've de- we've apparently decided, Rick, that he's gone, right, as of last summer. And that's so what he's I, gone. And I would have said yes to And that. we're up against the cap, and Everson Griffin makes too much money and had a wonky year last year, so we're looking at either him being gone or a restructure. What are we what are we doing here? I'm not I'm not gonna lose four of my guys and then go back to the draw and now we're gonna go back to the drawing board and I'm just gonna become the coach of an offensive centric team. That doesn't make me comfortable with, with, and that's with what, what he I said. Draw- and that's what he said. And I, I would have said, okay, Mike, Hunter goes from left end to the the right side. And Daniel Hunter's developed into a fantastic player. We're developing guys at end already who can replace them. So so the bar loss I get completely. That's a big one if you're Zimmer. But Griffin, gone. And, and I will be shocked now. Now, if they turn around in the next day and trade Trey Waynes, that changes things. If that happens now, I will be absolutely And they'll floored. free up $9 million. And then, and then that will change my opinion. But I will be shocked if that happens. And the way I see this is now, a year after the Cousins signing didn't work as expected, Mike has basically said, it's my way. And the problem there is... The reason why I like the GM slash coach structure is because the GM can stand back and say, no, here's what still makes sense. So are you guys, just to clarify your stance on this, are you guys saying that you would have brought back one or the other, Barr or Griffin, or are you saying both on and reload with offense? One or the other, and if I could, if I could, and and for me, the one would be Anthony Barr, just because he's the younger and better player at this stage in their careers. But if I could have Griffin back at the right price, I would have I would have brought them both back, but I just I think that I don't know if this was the right price. It's just like I said, you're splitting hairs when you're talking about two or three million dollars. But with where the Vikings are right now with their cap situation, two or three million dollars could come in handy. And I was thinking more in the five million dollar range for Everson Griffin. You know, it's funny if you know, and this is we could play this game all day. Kirk Cousins is who he is, but if he were instead of being just the third highest paid quarterback or whatever he is now, if he were the third best quarterback, this would. Loading up your chips on defense would seem to make more sense. Oh, but, totally different. Yeah. But because you're trying to insulate a guy who's also vastly overpaid for where he ranks in the quarterback pecking order, it makes it a tougher pill to swallow. This reeks to, to me of them saying the Kubiak scheme and Cousins' ability is going to change the entire thing. And I think it, it'll have a positive influence with Kubiak's scheme. But I think that they are, they're putting a lot on something and, and expecting that to completely work. And I think that that's a big ask. Yeah. Well, we've got we've got Anthony Barr is also speaking right now at the Vikings practice facility, and we can we can we can sum up some of the things he's saying. He had really interesting things to say about Monday, and because remember the news was he's a Jet, and then that got pulled off the table a day later, and and he had some interesting things to say about that. We can also take your comments and your feedback on this Vikings decision to bring back Everson Griffin on a slightly restructured contract. Not a massively restructured, uh, he's not taking a bath financially. He's going to make a lot of money, $8 million still. 651-646-8255 are the studio phone numbers here. 651-646-8255. We are also live streaming the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash score north. And if you want the best, most insightful, entertaining Vikings free agent coverage in written form, podcasts, scorenorth.com is your place. That's S-K-O-R-North.com. Before we come back here, gentlemen, and continue the free agency frenzy bonanza that uh, has been this week, let's talk about insurance here. Federated insurance, which is reminding everyone to drive safe. So, in fact, here are some facts on speeding from the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration 
that might surprise you. Now, speeding was a contributing factor in accidents that killed more than 10,000 people on U.S. highways in 2016. That's 27% of traffic fatalities that year and a 4% increase from the previous year. Even the best drivers aren't above the laws of physics. I know we all feel sometimes in our cars like we are invincible, right? Well, the faster we go, the greater the potential for loss of control over our vehicle, especially around this time of year where it's icy, you don't really know what you're driving on sometimes. And even in the perfect road conditions, speed plays a factor. So when you keep your vehicle at the appropriate speed, you're doing your part to help everyone make it home safe today. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Phil Mackey here from the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. We've made it easier than ever to find our team-centric Minnesota sports podcast. Wherever you subscribe to podcasts, just search Score North, that's S-K-O-R, and you'll find Score North Vikings, for instance, which includes Purple Daily, Purple Podcast, and Vikings Ventline. Score North Wolves includes Raised by Wolves, Myron Medcalf on Hoops, and more. Score North Twins includes Touch Em All, Royce on Baseball, and more, and so on. Just search Score North, S-K-O-R, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Quick look at traffic out there. 35W northbound. There's a vehicle spun out in Richfield between 86th Street and 82nd Street. Got a crash on 394 eastbound over in Golden Valley between Park Place and 100, as well as a crash on 100 northbound between Minnetonka Boulevard and Cedar Lake Road. Celebrate everything Minnesota and run your first race of the spring with a hot dash 5K and 10 mile at Boom Island on Saturday, March 23rd. You'll earn a Storm Creek long sleeve quarter zip technical pullover and finisher medal. Enjoy a steamy serving of finish line hot dish and cool down with the free post-race beer. Visit tcmevents.org to register for the hot dash on Saturday, March 23rd. Thank you, Jonathan. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com in the midst of Football, free agency, frenzy, bonanza week. You all right there, Judd? Judd's trying to get the remote here. Trying to change the basketball. Actually, you know what? I'm good on that remote. (laughs) What's wrong with that remote? Hold on on a second. Oh, yeah, that's right. I told you I was was the germs. Any doctor can tell you on Tuesday, highly contagious. You guys are probably... Once again, here's the line, Judd. Here's where you just stepped over it. <laughs> That's why I have this job, Jonathan. Jonathan, do you have a match and some kerosene? Uh, yeah, let me just grab it. I carry we'll it in throw that remote all the time. Here, I'll, pile. I'll rub it for you. Can't we put... Oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. Oh, I just cleaned my shirt. You're on video. Oh, don't rub anything. Can't we put him in a different room? I mean, we have all sorts of... Yeah, let's put him in Jonathan's room. No, don't do that, guys. I have a kid. I don't need him getting me sick and then getting my kid sick well, again. You'd have two kids if I can. Well, I mean, let's there. be real, Jonathan. The kids are going to get you sick within the next few days. That's what kids do. They yeah, get yeah, their parents true. sick. So, in fact, let's open up the phone lines. Do you believe in vaccination? Six five one six four six eight five. Our guy Doogie. Nobody's sicker than Doogie. The poor guy. He's getting scoops. He's sick. He's getting scoops in is bed. Is he sick too? He was just in here. Not today, but he is. As Phil can confirm, okay. that poor guy has been sick more than anyone. Yeah, Doogie gets. Well, his kids get sick. Yeah, it's, like his kids. Kids it's not his fault. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow. Kids. Uh, anyway, sorry. I think so, uh, the worst. Tried to. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Children, yes or no? So the Vikings brought back Everson Griffin today. Kidding, Jonathan. They brought back Anthony Barr great. earlier in the in I the know. week. And uh, Anthony Barr speaking to reporters here just a little bit ago during our last segment. He said, "I'm getting this from uh, Andrew Kramer's Twitter account, Star Tribune." Uh-huh. Anthony Barr says Monday was quote the worst day of my life. Indecision led to a lot of emotions, Jets or Vikings. Money is cool, but it's about the people you surround yourself with and the environment. I think that's cool. Rami and I debated this yesterday, and I think I know what Judd's answer is based on our Kirk Cousins debate from last year. But 
if somebody's offering me seventeen million over here, which is re- reportedly what the Jets were offering, and another team is offering me fourteen million over over there, and the years are similar, and the guaranteed money is within whatever a few million dollars. I don't even was it within five or ten million, like thirty million guaranteed over here, and maybe forty. Yeah, I think the Vikings is going like to come that. in at a base salary of fourteen something, and the Jets, yeah. as you said, were at seventeen. And uh, for me personally. Money no longer is a factor in that equation. Like fourteen million is good for me. Seventeen million would be great, but there's nothing I can do with seventeen that I can't do with fourteen. So I'm gonna. I want now. I'm gonna pick the best place to work, the best people to work with. And if you take money out of the equation and you just want to play for the competent franchise, Vikings aren't the most competent franchise. But they're way above the Jets on that list. And I wasn't even saying yesterday that money is the only factor in in deciding where I would end up, but. $3 million is certainly a factor. It's definitely something I have to consider. I don't think... Now, I've never made that amount of money, obviously. I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys, but I don't think Filled that even, even if even if $14 million was on the table, that I would just poo-poo another $3 million. It would definitely factor in and be part of my decision-making process. $3 million is a lot of money and something to consider, no matter how much money you make, but... I also pointed out yesterday that when you factor in cost of living to equal when you when you and taxes in New right, York, absolutely. I actually I found a a cost of They're living huge. calculator yesterday when you were out, Judd, and for him to to equal what he got here in Minnesota for yeah. that to be equal in New York with the cost of living, taxes, and everything else, it would have to be around twenty two million. So he actually came out ahead. Okay, uh, so was this just him curious to hit the market and see who who? loved him and who might pay him it, ordinarily with guys like this who definitely like a team and, and are happy in their surroundings you do cut the deal a year out before the contract is done because the person's happy and if the team is fair and the vikings i give them credit they are usually very fair so i guess i'm just a little confused why it went this far down a path with a team this cash strapped if in the end he was going to come back. And and does this mean like he was hoping the Rams or Chargers because he went to UCLA would approach him and they didn't? I'm just a little confused as to as to with how the Vikings operate, why this couldn't have got done in July. And I, I think if it had been done in July 2018, everyone could have put themselves in a better position to improve this team now. Might have been cheaper then too. But it just seems weird. Yeah, it seems weird that you went this far down the path. You got to this point, and then you're like, ah, "I'll take your deal." Six five one six four six eight two five five. We're also uh, interacting with people on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Score North. Beer by the numbers chimes in in the Twitch comment section. You know, I get the "let's get the band back together" mentality for the Vikings defense, but at the end of the day, that defense didn't get to play in January, so it's frustrating. To mostly uh, see defensive moves to start off the offseason, especially after watching the division bring in more talent. Mike in St. Paul on line one. What's going on, Mike? You're on with Mackie and Judd and Rami. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, I wanted to chime in uh, some of the discussion about re-signing and not re-signing. I'll chime in as a math teacher, given that Governor Walls declared this math week in Minnesota. Nice. And happy Pi Day, by the way. (laughs) Thanks very much. I try not to be irrational on today. So, anyway, um, bad math joke. But um, all right, that's enough. Uh, for Mike, yeah. we'll put Mike back. Yeah, in thanks hold. for the call, Mike. Really appreciate it. <laughs> nice. Hey, yeah. Hey, listen. You get a math teacher, you're going to get one bad math teacher joke. Anyway, um, 
I, I actually want to talk about something that has a math angle to it, which is uh, regression to the mean from either direction. Oh, so, Mike's got my heart the, now. This is I like this. One of the things that I one of the things that I actually appreciate about some of what the Vikings are doing is that they're not overreacting to a season that performed below expectations last year. You see teams all over the NFL do this, and it's like, oh, we have two to three wins below our expectations for last year. We're going to blow everything up and like completely change the nature and complexion of our team from one year to the next. It's, it's, there's all kinds of it happening all over the NFL right now, and we all know that happens every year. And if you have a good core, you have to be very tactful, I think, and very and very, uh, and very strategic about how and when you plan to blow it up. Right now, they're, they're keeping the, that defensive core mostly intact while letting some go. And yes, they're going to have to make strong reactions in the draft. We all know that. But if you think about where they are in the Cousins timeline, they're one year into a three-year timeline. One of the things that I, I, I like about the Cousins situation with them is it's not overly long. So if you get through this year now and you see what happens when you took this strategy during this offseason, you're not blowing stuff up because your defense underperformed. It should be better than it was last year. So now you see this year. Was last year an anomaly, a statistical anomaly, like, hey, we just had an underperforming season, below average expectations. And is it going to bounce back now? Are you going to be a you know, 10 or 11 win team at minimum, or is it, is it, it was last year, not an anomaly. You see that this year, but now you're entering the last year of cousins contract. You know that, and you blow it up in an appropriate time where now you can let a whole bunch of stuff go. Yeah. Judd, and, Judd, and you go and you actually go after things in a, you know, when you have a ton of cap space, not just, Oh, we're going to go from a terrible amount of cap space to mediocre amount of cap space. Judd, do you think Mike in St. Paul's opinions add up? Oh wow! I gotta go. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling ill again. I can't. Do I don't, this. Now, now I do have the stomach flu. Bye. This is an Thanks, insult Mike. to me as a comedian. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> so is collar. I mean, who's yeah. not? Who's not an insult to you as a comedian? Really Rami testing me around here. Really, collar really was dropping his collar one liners today. <laughs> Rami's like that. Well, that guy who that guy who Larry who emailed earlier in the week and said your jokes aren't as funny as you think is going to really hate that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we need a bada bing bada boom. Um, so so what what Mike is saying, I I agree. We, you have to figure out if if his premise applies to the Vikings, and his premise is this was. A thirteen and three team, one of the best in the NFL two years ago, that dropped down to eight, seven, and one, and it's and it would cause a lot of people to say, "Oh my God!" Like they're coming down the they're coming down the hill, and and now if they don't do something drastic, they're not even going to be a five hundred team, and they're going to finish fourth in their division, etc. And his point is, okay, eight, seven, and one was maybe one of the worst outcomes that that collection with that coaching staff and that schedule could have predicted. That if if you went into last season, the range of outcomes for the Vikings probably wasn't four and twelve to you know ten and six. It was probably something like seven and nine to maybe eleven and yeah, five. Eight wins, yeah. And they finished close to the bottom end of their range. And right. so by just showing back up in 2019, they're likely to they're likely to be a nine and seven ish team. And so don't overreact and change your whole philosophy. Is his point, and I, and that's kind of the point so, I'm making too, which is you've committed to this defensive path, right? But my comeback to that is, is now after seeing a year of Kirk Cousins play every single game, do you think that basically what's merely going to be a schematic change can get 
this offense even close to where it needs to be. Not slightly better, but to where it needs to be. And the other thing is the evolution of this sport. The, the Vikings picked the defensive path in 2014 because Green Bay, Detroit, and Chicago at that time all had quarterbacks. And they said, we can't find our quarterback, so, so what we're going to do is try and stop those guys. But since 2014, the game has evolved again and changed. So can this offense, with a different scheme and maybe an upgrade slightly here and there, now be enough to get you to where where you want to go? And I think the answer is no right now. Yeah, this is... And that's where I come back to Mike and say there there are factors that have to be examined here that go beyond... I think they'll just bounce back because. But I, th- but here's you know, I, and I guess in the in the first segment, I said I'm okay with this if you go all in defensively in in the NFL draft. And the more I think about that, it might be that this conversation is more of a thirty thousand foot yes, it is conversation it, philosophically about what wins in the NFL. And the and the Vikings are Bingo. saying defense can still win you a championship in the NFL if you're if 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 you're the best defense in the NFL. Then you can go in there and and you can beat the Tom Brady's of the world and the Pat Mahomes of the world and whoever would come out of the AFC and you can go in in New Orleans with a great defense and you can beat Drew Brees and I think you have to have, like you have to have such a special defense to make that happen historically. There's been a lot of examples of the Patriots have had top ten defenses on a regular basis throughout their championship runs, but they also have Tom Brady and the most adaptable offensive team in the NFL the last 20 years too. And so I, what the Vikings are trying to answer the question of is, can you win if you put most of your chips, your head coach, the money you're spending, et cetera, on defense? And so maybe, I mean, maybe to go further down my, my path here, maybe you sh- if, if you're going down this path, maybe it does make sense to say, all right, well, drafting a defensive tackle in the first round, drafting a whatever, like drafting a, another defensive player in the second round, and now you're, truly all in on the defensive path. <laughs> now that's not what I would do. I would I would still go I would go two offensive linemen and a tight end that can catch passes and a wide receiver. I mean, I'm all in on offense on the draft now now that they've brought these two guys. Back. I think the mistake people make though is to think that there is only one way to win a Super Bowl. You hear and this is the most wrong, but you hear all the time defense wins championships from old meatheads. You, you also hear the people who go the only way you're going to win a Super Bowl is with a franchise quarterback. And the truth is Neither of those guys is right, and there's a lot of wiggle room in between those guys. There, To me, there are multiple ways to do it. There are different blueprints that you can use to get there, but the path of least resistance, especially in today's NFL, as Judd was alluding to, is to find that franchise quarterback, and especially while they're still on that rookie contract, use that money and those resources and allocate them around that guy to put him in the best position to succeed. But there isn't just what defense can win championships. Franchise quarterbacks all often do win championships, but that's not to say that one way or the other is the right way or the only way to do it. There's multiple ways to get there. The Vikings are choosing the harder path of, of those yeah. two that I just laid out. The path the Vikings are really choosing is sort of the, it's the New York giants path of 2007 and 2011, where you don't have Tom Brady, but you have a quarterback. That, the, Eli Manning has such a wide range of outcomes. He can lead the league in interceptions, which he has multiple times, and he can also get super hot for a four-game stretch and ride the momentum and throw for 300 yards and, and throw for multiple touchdowns. But those Giants teams, they won Super Bowls with a great pass rush, overall great defenses, mm-hmm. and a quarterback that gets hot at the right time. 
And that's the formula the Vikings have to find themselves. And Flacco did that. Riding. Yeah. But, yep, Flacco too. But we're very close now I, in 10 years. I, I think we're going to be able to go back to this era of this league and draw a line and say it changed then. So those Giants teams, Baltimore teams, I think they were at the tail end of that. So, so I come back to how, how many times, how many teams now are we going to see that can win Super Bowl championships based on this formula? And, and the other thing that confuses me slightly is it seems like the Vikings looked at what Cousins did and the offense did and said, let's change the scheme and it's all going to be fine. And I saw Cousins play a lot and I said to myself, okay, statistically he was really good, but there are, th- there are issues here in which he needs help. And then I look on the defensive side and I say, Zimmer is flat out one of the best defensive minds slash coordinators in his day in this league. Mm-hmm. If anybody that can, if I, either side of the football with the Vikings can come up with schematics to win, it's Zimmer. And yet he's keeping all his guys look like this was a high powered offense. And Kubiak's being brought in and basically saying, go to it with your scheme. It just seems the important thing from me, at least, is I don't know how this team is going to be. So I am not, I'm not trying to sit here and say they're going to win four games or five games. They might be fine. They might be a playoff team. But just from the way things are unfolding now, it seems disjointed. It seems disjointed not to say to Mike as well, Mike, you're going to lose some guys, but we have so much faith in your scheme that we believe your scheme is still going to make this defense certainly good enough to contend for a championship. And I don't think it seems disjointed. I think if it's, if it's wrong, it's not disjointed. It's just the wrong approach. Like that's that's how I see it. They've they've clearly committed to an approach. Oh, they have, but which is defense, Mike Zimmer, and and the guys that they've leaned on the last few. But years. as you see this league evolving and changing, wouldn't you stop and be like, "All right, things are changing really quickly here." Is this is what was definitely to them the right approach in 2014, the right and smart approach in 2019? I put it this way: the Golden State Warriors have been the model franchise in the NBA the last few years. A lot of teams have tried to come in and say, oh, well, I guess we got to shoot threes too. Well, you got to shoot threes to a certain extent, but you're never going to shoot threes better than the Golden State Warriors. So if you don't have the right quarterback to, to have a passing attack like the Patriots can have and like the Chiefs can have and Drew Brees and the Saints can have, do you just want to be a diet version of those teams and get slayed in the second round of the playoffs? Or, or do you want to zig a little bit? Yeah, but do you want the Vikings to... are zigging. But do you... Zigging. Do you want to... Oh, they're oh. they're wilfing. You know okay. now, now, now we got to go, Ronnie. See, I'm not trying. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not trying come to be on. funny, so I'm going to leave is, with you. The show is now just Mackie. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> that was very close to me just hitting the dump button. There. That was that bad. Come on. Rami is a professional comedian. The rest <laughs> of these yahoos aren't funny. You can find me at an open mic night later tonight. <laughs> I see what you're saying here, but I guess my thought process is wouldn't I want to create a little bit more uh, cap space to put into that side of the football? So, so yeah, I'm not going to try and be the Rams in 2019, but I think I would have freed up a little bit of cap space to uh, to possibly put some Elmer's glue in, in the holes that were created in 2018. Sure. But I think that we're we we're focusing on the wrong thing when we talk about this question of which which course is the best course for the Vikings to take because and I'm going to as we often do when comparing head coaches and organizations going to take Bill Belichick and the Patriots right out of the equation that is not a fair comparison for anybody so outside of the Patriots tell me that team that has a defensive minded head coach but is is 
is centered around offense and their quest for a Super Bowl. That's the disjointed part if you were to try exactly. to do that. Exactly. That's you, what I'm saying. So if you want to take a different course, you need a different head coach. You you don't you don't center your organization around a quarterback and offense and have a defensive minded head coach. It's just not done. But wouldn't you, you can't give some me holes? one example? But wouldn't you have filled some holes? Because in no way am I proclaiming that, that the Vikings should go from defense to offense. But wouldn't you have tried to fill some of the gaps there? Yes. Yes, I would have. So so I I'm not advocating the high flying Vikings. What I am advocating is realizing that Kirk Cousins isn't who you thought he was and getting him a little a little bit of help beyond a coaching scheme. I've got a name to float by you guys, a free agent wide receiver. Sort of float the name and we can discuss when we come back. All right, Mackie and Judd with Rami from the TCL Studios. Uh, I'm going to read you guys. This is in my timeline here on Twitter. I'm just going to read you from our listeners, the listeners of Mackie and Judd with Rami, talking about their TCL TVs today. Our guy Nick, golf guy Nick, said when, you, uh, when you're wanting a new TV and you've spent the last few years of your life listening to Judd and Mackie talk about TCL TVs on At Score North, that's the TV you go with, and it's a picture of him. Of course, he's watching golf. He's got uh, muscle-bound uh, Brooks Kepka on his screen, but bravo. Uh, Brett chimes in and says, I made the same decision on the same exact TCL TV for the same reason. Best TV I've ever owned. And then... Uh, Let's see here. We're going to need a bigger boat, chimes in. Uh, good for you. My next one will be the same one uh, or the 75-inch. I currently have the 70 and 4K TCL with a separate Roku. Built-in Roku would be the bomb. Easy access to everything. People wonder why attendance is down at games. I do not with TVs like TCL. These are not paid people, by the way. They're just listeners to our show, and uh, they know what the best TV on the market is. It's TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Hey, thank you, Jonathan. Quick plug also for all of the Vikings coverage, news, analysis, fun, entertaining things, all at scorenorth.com, S-K-O-R-North.com, formerly 1500ESPN.com. And uh, and also, we're, we did a couple live watch-alongs of NFL Free Agency this week. That was fun. And so you can, yeah, we did one, me, Judd, and Kyler did one on Monday, and then Rami, Danny, and Manny did one last night. We pulled those into the Score North Vikings show's feed, so you can subscribe to that and find the the audio of those. Or you can just go watch them back, too, on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Twitch. And Browns fan Danny wasn't nearly as annoying or insufferable as we thought he would be last night. Only so mildly insufferable. It's, it's safe to listen to, yeah. 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 He on, did Twitter, a, a brown he, shirt. on Twitter, he was awful. He gloated a few times last night, but he did okay. a pretty good job keeping it in check. On Twitter today, I couldn't listen to it because I was on the air when I came across the tweet, but there's a 911 call out there. Somebody who called yeah. the cops. I have it in. Oh, you I, do? It's in the system, yeah. Because of their uh, Browns. It's like two minutes and it's glorious. Their Browns fan neighbor who was uh, losing their mind over OBJ being traded to Cleveland. Wow. Yeah. Let's uh, let's bank that for later in the show. It's a full-on news sure. report, but it's funny. Okay. It's good. Because we, we promised before the commercial break a name, a wider. So the Vikings only really have two trustworthy wide receivers right now. I'm I'm in the Chad BB camp. Like I, there's there's definitely worse options than putting uh, the son of Don BB into football games to catch passes on third down. But Jordy Nelson was just cut by the Raiders, mm-hmm. and upon first hearing the name, you think that guy's washed up, right? What's he fifty? So Jordy Nelson is thirty three, going to be thirty four. He played in 15 games last year for the Raiders, and he caught 72% of the passes that were thrown to him. 63 catches for 739 yards and three touchdowns. 
And that wasn't exactly a juggernaut offense either, okay? Like, the, the, the Raiders have a lot of it. The Vikings have offensive issues. The Raiders had more. Jordy Nelson on, let's say, just kind of a year? veteran one-year deal, couple million dollars, if that's the price tag. Your thoughts? I'm in completely. Yes. I, I think he could come here if he's the third guy. The only thing that I'd be concerned about with him is is injury because that's been a problem at times. But yes, if you can do that, I think he'd be an upgrade for sure. It would bother the Packers, which is always fun. The Vikings certainly have a long history of signing former Packers. If uh, if you come to me and say that's your option, I say I sign. Yeah, I'd be good with it. Because you're not asking a lot of him here. He would be the third receiver behind Diggs and Thielen. So I think he's capable of that. I think that they signed him in Oakland last year with number one or very good number two wide receiver expectations. And I think those days are long gone for Jordy Nelson. I don't think he's, I don't think he's that guy anymore. But if you're asking for third receiver production out of him and giving him third receiver money, yeah, I think, I think that works. I think that's a role he can fill at this stage in his career. All I want. And this sounds so simple, but all I want from that spot is, is because I know that Cousins will throw that guy the ball. I want to be able to say I'm confident that person can catch a football. And I can't say that right now. But those numbers about, what did you say, he caught 71% of his passes thrown his way last year? Yeah, 72, yeah. A little bit skewed because, and I don't have the number in front of me here today, but when the Antonio Brown signing uh, went down, I saw somebody tweet out that Derek Carr's percentage of passes that have gone to wide receivers have gone down it's, it's gone down about 20 percent in the uh, over each of the last two years so he stopped throwing to his wide receivers and i gotta think Derek carr ain't an idiot he stopped throwing to his wide receivers because his wide receivers weren't as open as often as his wide receivers used to be and that was one of the things with with jordy nelson in his last year in green bay when i was covering him was that he seemed to with age and with a torn ACL that he he suffered three seasons ago, has lost maybe half a step or a step, which can make a world of difference for a wide receiver playing at this level. So I don't, I don't know if he's getting open as often as he used to get open, but when he is and the ball is, is in his vicinity, yeah, he's very good at, at hauling that thing in. And like I said, if you're asking for third receiver production and giving him third receiver money, I think I think that's something he can handle. Yeah, there's a, there's been a bunch of receivers come off the board. Golden Tate, I believe, came Giants. off the board today. Yeah, just signed him. That's actually kind of surprising that he would. Maybe it's Giants? all about the money. No, that Golden Tate would go to the Giants unless they've just paid more than anybody well, else. Be would. the star there, I guess. I mean, look at that depth chart, man. They uh, are the definition of a dumpster fire. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not good. And then I believe I saw that my guy Cole Beasley went to Buffalo today. He, no, two days ago, a couple he days and, ago, he yeah. and the he guy and John Brown, yeah, from Baltimore. Oh, John Brown. John was John Brown, Brown the one that I believe his comment was? That uh, Josh Allen is one of the only quarterbacks in the world that can, with his arm strength, overthrow him. Oh no, I didn't see that. Why do guys? Say, why do they say stuff like that? That was the Randy Moss thing back in '98. That like you can drop back, do your standard, do a seven-step drop, and throw it as far as you can, and no nobody can outthrow Randy Moss on a fly pattern down the sideline. But why do guys? But why do guys like John Brown say that? Yeah, John Brown, you might want to pump. Like the it's like, you're you're fine, you're good, but just calm down. <laughs> But I do, I do wonder, like what, what is in store here for the Vikings? There's more, there's more comments from Rick Spielman coming out here in the last 20 minutes. What's Rick saying about the O line? He's saying that uh, that the team is in contact, according to Chad Chad Graff from the Athletic. The team is in contact with Nick Easton's agent, 
regarding a potential contract uh-huh. because Easton quotes physical traits fit very well with what the Vikings want to do offensively. Yep. Um, Courtney Cronin said Rick Spielman just went over uh, Everson Griffin agreeing to a contract restart. Oh, she's okay. This is just recapping the uh, Everson Griffin stuff here, but like, Nick Easton coming back would probably ease some people's minds about the offensive line, but neck fusion though, right? Yeah. That always sort of makes me a little bit nervous about a football player. And Nick Easton doesn't do a whole lot for me with or without neck fusion. Does he, does he do a lot for you? Does he make you feel a whole lot better about Honestly, Kirk Cousins security back there? Offensive linemen uh, don't do a lot for me, period. Like, Interior I mean, play. they're very important. I just don't, I never get really excited thinking about offensive linemen. Certainly not in the way that Matthew Collar I was going to say that's the difference between you and Matthew Collar. But, uh, but somebody has to do uh, the God's work that Pro Football <laughs> Focus does. And I, this is where I love, like, I've told Matthew this before. He's able to watch a game first glance and see what offensive linemen are doing. And I don't, mostly like you have to play football to be able to do that. Mike Morris, when we used to have Mike Morris in for Vikings Vent Line, so a play would happen and he'd say, watch on the replay, watch Mm -hmm. the right guard. And I'm like, what? What do you mean watch the right (laughs) guard? I was watching, I'm sorry, I was watching the wide receiver or whatever. They always say, quarterback, they always say, (laughs) don't watch football. Yeah, because don't watch football. So I watch. I, I I tend to keep my and I was joking about it a second ago, but I tend to watch the trenches when I watch football. And then once the ball starts to move, okay. I follow the ball. But when the ball is dormant, if the quarterback drops back and he's standing back there, yeah. I watch the trenches. You and Collar are going to be tight come football season. <laughs> There'll be a lot of football. <laughs> football. You should do a watch along here. Not here not. Ronnie in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, but I, and I'll give even more credit to Kyler. If you would have told me, all right, there's going to be like full segments devoted to offensive line play. Are you interested or no? And like in general, in my life watching sports, I would have said no. But he makes it interesting. He brings on that Brandon Thorne who taught like they, Courtney and Matthew had Brandon Thorne on offensive lineman expert on Purple Daily a few weeks ago, a couple weeks last week, and it was like mesmerizing the insight you get. About guys that you never, you know. The- I'm honestly surprised that there's enough interest in offensive linemen that there's a guy whose job title is offensive line yeah, expert. Dude, it's football. But people, it's football, but people care now because they they know that those guys can help you lose football games. <laughs> they don't if they're good, they don't care because it's like offensive line. Of course they're yeah. good. No, but off- when they're bad, they care. Offensive linemen are like umpires. You only yes. hear their name when they screw up. That's that's the only time you know who the offensive lineman is. Uh, so I know that we're in the middle of free agent football frenzy bonanza here, and the Vikings have have brought back Anthony Barr and Everson Griffin, and they're they're trying to figure out what else to do with the five bucks they have in cap space. But a sneaky email came out from a joint email from Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball's Players Association. <laughs> they have agreed on a bunch of changes fixed. for 2019 and 20. Baseball is fixed. There's, there's a guy fine. in the show who's very upset. It's America's right now. pastime again. Everything's good. Kids are going to watch it. Like millennials are in on baseball. Rob Manfred fixed it all today. Well, let's discuss. It's all fixed. Three guys have to bat or else you can't come in. <laughs>